Matthew chapter 5. Welcome. Good morning. Everybody awake? My voice is still struggling. It was a busy week coaching, uh, but it was, it was great. Very, very successful, especially when Canyon View beat Cedar High. I love that. Just saying. Oh. Wait, wait. I, 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 wait. Please forgive me. I said that wrong. I, I said when Canyon View beat Cedar High, I meant to say when Canyon View demolished Senior High. Uh, hey, we're going to win in something. At least we can win in wrestling. It seems like nothing else we can beat them in. I know. So we got to really glory in that one thing, you know? And so I think it's all about the coaching. Just, just saying. There's something, you know. But uh, my voice is really struggling. Um, and so we had one. On, we had a duel on Tuesday. You know, one, big. We had one on Thursday. Cedar High, demolished. Did I mention that already? Uh, and then we went down to Vegas, and the guys did awesome down there. Uh, took fifth out of at least 20. We should have been top three, but we had a couple guys out of the lineup. But my voice is really struggling. I took my son, and he helped me, because if it wasn't for him, he did most of the yelling. I would have no voice, but he did most of it. So I let him, and he's like, Dad, now I know. He, he's like, I have no voice left. And I said, thank you, because now I can at least get up here. And my wife, this is what my wife says. She says to me, she goes, don't you know, don't you know that this, this right here, this is the moneymaker. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, you know. So she's like, you need to protect that, you know. I thought it was this is really what I, you know, this. And oh, no, she said it was this, so. Anyway, so I'm glad you're here, glad you're with me, put up with my raspy voice. Uh, only thing that might help is me to preach shorter, right? So you can get out of here. So let's uh, look at Matthew chapter 5, and we'll pick up where we left off last week. Last week we saw he said, you are the salt of the earth. We won't have time to review that, but this week he's going to speak about followers of Christ, we are the light. So notice what he says. Jesus, in his sermon, he says, you... Uh, we'll skip past that, but we'll say, uh, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town or a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Would you pray with me? Lord, I pray that you would bless your word this morning. We're so thankful we can come together as followers of Jesus Christ and we can laugh together and fellowship and, and just enjoy, Lord, to sing praises to you and to, to also hear your word. I pray your blessing, Lord, upon our short time that we have today. Father, I pray you'd help my voice um, to hold out. And I just pray that, Lord, uh, that your words... Lord, that your words that you spoke to us, Lord, would truly uh, be something that we would cherish, that we would really think about. Because you you said an amazing thing. You said that, that you are asking us and you are commanding us and you are telling us that we are the light to this world. And so, Lord, I pray you would just help us to be that light. And I pray that you'd help me uh, this morning just to really communicate how important Important these words are. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. How many of you at least heard this, some of this passage before? You're familiar with it. And you probably have heard other teachings and preaching on it. But Jesus says to his disciples, now let's back up for a moment. It's Jesus preaching this sermon, powerful sermon, to a great multitude of people. But he's speaking to, in particular, his followers, the people that are following him. And he lays out a lot of things in this sermon on how to live a Christian life and how we should live this life. He talks about, you know, being a peacemaker. He talks about, you know, um, being a person uh, who's kind, you know, showing mercy. And he, he says a lot of things. And in essence, what he's saying is, this is how I want you to live. And obviously, Jesus, when he's here, he demonstrated it. Jesus was a, a person who's kind and compassionate, and, and he demonstrated it. But then, when he preaches this sermon, he says to his followers, he says, You, all of you, you are the light of the world. What's interesting to me is you'll see in Scripture, the Bible says that God is what? Light. The Bible says that God is light. Listen to these words. We won't look, at, uh, look it up, but in John 8, 12, Jesus said this. Jesus said, I, how many of you have heard this verse? Jesus said, I am what? The light of the world. So Jesus said, I am the light of the world. God is light. But as Jesus is here and as he's speaking and as he's preaching, to the multitudes and to his followers, he lays out, if you will, how they're supposed to live their lives. He says you need to strive to be a peacemaker. You need to be you know, merciful. Uh, he says you need to be just. And, and, and he lays it all out. And he says, but I want you to understand your salt. And we talked about that last week. But this week he says, I, 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 I command you and I tell you, you are the light of the world. You are the light to this world. Now, that's pretty significant. You see, I understand what Jesus is saying is, is that, he, in essence, Jesus knew he would be leaving. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But when I leave, it is going to be your responsibility to be my light. Now, understand this. It is not our light that we, are, that we are shining in this world. Does that make sense? Because Jesus is light and God is light. Maybe a better illustration is, is really when you think of the sun, the S-U-N, and the moon. Does the, does the moon have its own light? No. What does the moon do? It what? It reflects the light from the sun. May I say something to you? We are to be reflecting the light from the S-O-N. Amen? The Son of God. And so you and I, we are the light of the world. It is our calling. It is what God has commanded us to do. That we're to be, bring light to darkness. May I say this to you as well? This is, this is heavy because there is no other plan. God has no other plan B. Jesus had no other plan B. We call it the church. But the church is this. True followers of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? The church is not a building. All right? The church is not a building. The church is not a location. The, th that is not what the church is. The church is all followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, we are his body. And the scripture tells us that we are his body. It means that we are his hands. We are his feet. And that we are his voice here on earth. And so we are to be the light to this world. There is no other option. There is no other, listen to me, there is no plan B. There's no backup plan. Are you with me this morning? Everybody listening? And so this is a huge responsibility. Can I say it like this? You know, you're the guy. You're the lady. You're the one. There is no one else but us. Are you with me this morning? Please. Because this is important. We are called to be light. And if we are not the light, then who will be the light to this world? Now, this is what's interesting to me. Because he says this. He says, you are the light of the world. There is no plan B. It is our responsibility. It's interesting that word light. And I don't do this a lot. And I'm not really that smart, but now with computers and Google, you can do all kinds of things. Got an Amber Alert going off. Should we pray real quick about that? I think we should. Let's pray. Lord, we pray. Lord, we've had a number of these Amber Alerts going off uh, this morning. God, I know that you are in control of all things. Father, I, my son... This past summer was missing for 45 minutes to an hour, and it was the worst hour of our lives. And so I cannot imagine what this family and what these loved ones are going through. Father, I pray that, Lord, that this child would be returned safely and without harm. I pray that you would intervene. I pray that you would move and work. I pray that others, Lord, would get involved and help We pray that you would get the honor and that you would get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. There is no plan B. But it's interesting. I don't do it often, but I will Google, what is the Greek word for this? Okay, Then it makes me feel like I'm really intelligent when I get up here. And I'll say the Greek word, you know. Like, I know Greek. I don't know Greek. Well, I knew one Greek, you know, years ago. He was a little guy owned a restaurant. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know Greek, okay? I don't know Greek. But the, word, the Greek word here is, is this, it's um, phos, P-H-O-S. And it's interesting. It's the word, the root word is where we get the word photograph. So the Greek word for light is this, phos, or we could say it like this in our language. When he says, you are the light, whoo, this gets me, whoa, I get goosebumps. When he says, you are the light of the world, what he's saying is, you, you, followers of Jesus Christ, you are the photograph of me. You are the photograph of Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, but do you remember way, some of you, some of you are going to go, Pastor Joe, you're getting old, you're old. How many of you remember what the old cameras were like? How many of you remember those Polaroid cameras? And I think there still might be some out. How many of you, are there? Okay, so you remember those Polaroid cameras where you had to get everyone together and you're like, and it comes out? 
And then everyone wants to see what it looks like, and they're all standing around, but you can't see it. And then you kind of got to go like this, you know? And you keep, you're, doing, and you're looking, and you do this. And then how many times when it comes out, it's just so fuzzy, and you're like, it's just, you can't even hardly see it. Like, well, let's try to do that again. How many of you have ever done something like that, you know? Or how about the, I love the old cameras. I mean, you got my mother. I love my mom. She's probably going to watch this, and she's like, I can't believe that you used me as an illustration. But I'm going to be like, well, that's because you spanked me when I was a kid. That's why. So I'm going to get back at you. I'll publicly humiliate you. Yes, that's right. My mom would carry around those cameras. You know, and this is even when we started having better cameras. And she had those cameras where you'd have to open up the back. You had the little, ba- you put the batteries in, open up the back, you flip it in. And then you have to, you have to do that little wheel. It's like, okay, there we go. You know, and it's like, hold on, wait one second, you know. And, I, and then you don't know what the picture's going to look like. I don't know about you, but I love the iPhones and the digital and all of that. Because then you can sit around and you can look and you can delete, 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 you know. And delete again, you know. This is not the right one. But we're definitely a society that loves our photographs, right, and our pictures. And he says, you are the photograph of Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. So when people are looking at us, we are the light. We're reflecting the light of Jesus Christ. When people are looking at us, we are to be the photo of Jesus Christ. Do we and are we, (laughs) wow, what type of photograph of Christ are we displaying to the people around us? Let that sink in. This is why it is so vitally important to make sure that we listen to the words of Jesus and live the way that he asked us to live. You know, someone once said it like this, you may be the only Jesus some people may ever see. You may be the only Bible that some people may ever read. You know, we are the light of the world. In fact, many people may never, ever walk into the doors of a church, but we are the church. And so we should be taking, if you will, church or Christ to them. Right? To think that somehow to be the light of the world is just to show up to a building in a church. And and by the way, that's important. We should do it. But if that's being the light of the world, can I tell you something? The world doesn't know what goes on in here. We have to take what's going on in here out there. Are you with me? Right? And be the light. And be the light. He says this. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, neither do people, when they light a lamp, put it under a bowl. You don't hide it. Instead, you put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. He says, this same way, let your light shine before men. You know, many Christians are hiding their light. 
You know what's sad is the world has told us there's two things you don't talk about. You ready? Everyone say it. What's one? Politics and religion. Can't talk about those two things. Politics and religion. What the world is saying is this. Hide your light. Hide your light. That's off limits. I've heard people say, well, your walk with God, that's, that's private and that's personal. I, I get that. But our walk with God should cause us to live a way that brings light to the people around us. He says, you, you see a city on a hill, you, it, you know, it, it puts forth that light. I think about the first time at night... Coming over the hill, the crest towards Las Vegas, and it's, it was like, I, the very first time we were heading west and we were from, going from Arizona, the very first time I ever went through and came in to, towards Vegas, I thought, I thought something's not right with the time or my direction or something's not right. I thought the sun was coming up because it was just like this glow, you know? And I was like, oh, no, that, that's, that is one lit city. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was lit in many different ways, you know? It was lit up. You can't hide that city. I mean, you just can't. It is lit up. Jesus was most likely speaking of Jerusalem, and, and it's the city on a hill. And it says in the scriptures, you go up to Jerusalem. Listen, you always go up to Jerusalem. There, it's, it is the city on a hill, okay? And he's probably referencing that city. And everyone there and, and heard his sermon knew this. He says it cannot be hid. And then he says, you don't hide it, but you shine it. You know, I think um, a lot of Christians are hiding their light. It's under a bushel. It's under a basket. They're hiding it. You know, they, they, they have this idea that it's, you know, it's just between me and God and no one else. But that's not what God has called us to do, right? God has called us to be the light. This light the Bible says, will bring honor and glory to God. Look with me at Philippians chapter 2 for a moment. We'll just a couple verses here. Because then I want, I just very briefly, you say, well, how do I shine the light? How do I do this? It's, we see the importance and we're commanded and we're called. In a very just few moments, how do, how do we do it? Notice what it is in Philippians 2, 13 through 16. It says, for it is God who works in you to will and to, to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's God who's working in us. We have, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have God's light in you. Or I can say it like this. You have the spirit of God dwelling in you. I don't know. How, how can you hide that, you know? Yet many Christians often will do their best to hide that light. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. You know, we live in a warped world, don't we? 
He says, then you will shine. This is our job. You will shine among them like the stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run uh, or labor in vain. Paul was encouraging this church. He said, listen, serve God, live for God. You have God in you, working in you and through you. And let your light shine, he says, like the stars in the heaven." He says, you know, it will point people to Christ. So how is it, how do we be the light? Jesus said it in the Sermon on the, on the Mount. Listen to what he says. He says, you are the light of the world, and the city on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, don't hide it. But notice what he says. Notice these words, that they may see your what? Good deeds, or we would say good works, or your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. You know, one of the the greatest things we can do is to do good. To be good. To do good. Amen? You see, let me say it like this. I cannot see your faith. You know, people say, and it is true, and it is, it's from the Bible. People say this, um, uh, you know, God looks on the outward appearance, but man looks on the heart. That's true, right? It's backwards. So God sees the heart. Now, follow me, though. God sees the heart. Man cannot see the heart. You listening? I can't see your heart. But what can I see? Who are, we trying, who are we trying to reach? Are we trying to reach God? Who are we trying to reach? Who are we trying to impact? The world. The people around us. You see, God sees the heart. And a lot of times people use that and say, well, God sees the heart, so I'm all good, it's good. But here's the problem with that. The problem with that is man can't see your heart. So what can we see? Are you with me, guys? What can we see? Actions. The way people treat people. The way people live their life. How we conduct our lives. Um, That's what people see. I can't see your heart, but I can see your deeds. I can see your actions. And actions say it speak louder than words. Some of the greatest sermons ever preached are silent sermons. You see, Jesus said, they will see your good deeds and they will praise your Father in heaven. James says it like this, faith without works is dead. It's vain. It's empty. Faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith in the world. And you could, you could be this super Christian with all this faith. And I believe God and I believe in God. You, I'm not trying to be mean here. You can be a prayer warrior and you should be. You should have faith and you should be in prayer and all of those things. You could read your Bible 10 hours a day. That's great. But then if you, you close that Bible and nothing changes, can I tell you something? You're, it's empty. It's dead. It's pointless. Unless we're living what it says. Unless we're doing what the Bible says to do. So we are the light of the world. 
how we live our lives, how we conduct ourselves is so important. Different times, I was a youth pastor, obviously pastor over the years. And there were times that I would meet people and I'd meet them and start talking with them. And they'd say, well, you know, one time it was, a, I remember a, a girl in our youth group. And, uh, and I met some kids from his high school. And I was oh, do you know this person? And I named the girl. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, she goes to our church. She's in our youth group. And they went, her? Are you serious? I, it's happened as a pastor, you know, adult people in the church. And, and I'll, you know, be somewhere and you just get talking and I'll be like, oh, 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 that's where you work. And oh, you're in that office. You know, oh, that's awesome. Do you know so-and-so? They're, you know, they're, they're really active in our church. They're one of our church members. And they'll be like, them? They're a Christian? And then I was like, okay, I won't ever mention that one again. How sad that is. Do people know when they're around us? Are we being a good light? Are we being a good photograph of Christ? When they're around us, do they know there's something different about that person? There's just something about them. They're just, I mean, they, they just they have life. They have joy. There's something about that. There's something about them. Are we kind? Are we gracious? Are we giving? Are we, you know, do we get, you know, when we, when we all leave from church and we go out to eat, are we kind to the waiter or waitress? Are we kind to them? Do we tip good? You better tip good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right? You better leave a big tip. My wife and I, we worked our way through college, serving and working at tables. But we always had Sundays off because we were active in ministry. I was in Bible school and Bible college on Sundays. I would be teaching and preaching and doing things like that. And when we would come back to the restaurant on Monday, first of all, everybody, I hated to go to work on Monday. Everyone was in a bad mood. Everybody's in a bad mood. And they would always, you know, and this is the truth. And, and that we'd come in and they would be like, oh. And I'd be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I already knew what they were going to say. Oh, I had to work Sunday. I had to work the Sunday shift, the after Sunday, you know, after church shift. It's awful. They're rude. They're mean. They're bossy. They're demanding. All those Christians coming from church, and they're all, this is back when everybody always dressed up. They're all dressed up. They look all fancy. And they all have kids. Why do they all have like 10 kids? And their kids are messy, and they're like, they're like breaking all the crackers on the table, and it's everywhere that we, you know, the carpet's covered, and they sit there forever. They won't leave. And he said, and, and you know, and they're, they're, they're demanding, and they're bossy, and, and their kids make a huge mess, and they never clean it. They won't even try to attempt to clean it. And then, and then they leave a, a measly little tip of hardly anything, and then they, they, they leave a little thing that says, God loves you, or something like that. <laughs> Let me invite you to our church, you know. Here's an invitation to our church. They're like, we want nothing to do. And listen, I am not making this up. This is the gospel. It is truth. It is true. And I thought to myself, all these Christians don't even realize that they are doing more harm than good. 
What type of photograph of Christ are we leaving for people to see? Are we shining our light? Listen to this quote. St. Francis of Assisi said this, Spread the good news, and if all else fails, use words. Whether you like her or not, she did have some pretty good quotes, did some pretty amazing things. Mother Teresa said this, Spread the love of God through your life, but only use words when necessary. Now, don't get me wrong. We should be willing to talk and to share our faith, and we should do that. Amen? Don't buy the lie that the world says you can't talk about your faith. All right? We should be open. We should be willing to not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen? But... You know, the way we live our lives is how Jesus said. It's interesting. He says, you are the light of the world. How are you to be the light of the world? He said, let people see your good deeds. Let them see your life. You know, let's be honest. One of the greatest, amazing things, yes, the words of Jesus, but his life demonstrated that he was not from here. You know what I mean? His life demonstrated that he had a light about him. The Bible says that, that it was something about him. And can I say this, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be the light of the world. And we have, he he says, it is God that works in you. We have the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us. And we should allow that light to shine and let people see it. Amen? Why? So that they, they too will come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so that they too will glorify our Father in heaven. It's for his honor and for his glory. You see, we are not the light. We are to be reflecting the light of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said this morning, amen. Amen. Would you stand and pray with me? Let's pray. Lord.